Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dreaming in F Minor. I am your host, Mike Roop. I'm super excited to bring you this episode today. We have the uber-talented singer-songwriter and filmmaker Malia Aniston with us today. Before we get into that episode, though, let me tell you real quick about Simple Equations Media. Simple Equations is a full-service audio and video production company located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Pre-production through post, we have you covered. Anything from development, production, and a final mix, we've got you covered. Literally everywhere. You want to come in and record some music? We can do that for you, too. Literally anything you need in the audio and video world, we can help you out with. Make sure to reach out to us either through the website, simpleequationsmedia.com, or through the various social media outlets, Twitter, at SimpleEquation underscore, Instagram at SimpleEquations, or at SimpleEquationsMedia, and on Facebook at SimpleEquations. Also, make sure, if you like if you, if you you like the podcast, make sure to head over and support us on the social medias there as well. Uh, both Instagram and Facebook, it is at DreamingInFMinor. Um, There's a lot of things coming up in the future, and I'm super, super excited to share those things with you in due time soon enough. And um, yeah, we're we're going places. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I'm excited to have you along for the ride. But like I said, we've got a super fun episode today. So get comfy and let's get to the interview with Malia Aniston. All right, welcome everybody into the interview today. Uh, Malia, welcome to Dreaming in F Minor. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, It's uh, been something that uh, has been basically a long time coming from the beginning, you being part of the Simple Equations family and all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's nice to, to finally get you on here. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been... A little over a year now and i was thrown into the fire immediately with a couple music videos for charles and stuff yeah. like that but um yeah. yeah i'm happy to be here for sure for sure um well for those that uh don't know who don't know who you are who are listening um just kind of give us a little bit more information about you and what you do um I don't know what I really know. I'm just kidding. I, um, I sing sometimes. Um, I kind of dabble into everything, to be honest with you. I, um, I write, well, I wrote a short film. Um, I've acted, I've modeled, I've, um, you know, I've pretty much done everything behind the scenes that there is to do for the camera. I, um, I kind of got, thrown into the fire um somehow back in 2016 with the jimmy kimmel show and i was the pa Mm. for the uh the election stuff going on there and i uh immediately fell in love with it so um i just kind of dabbled into everything that has to do with film and even with like simple equations i've done all i've worn a lot of different hats and um Yeah. yeah no it's been fun but um i really really love film but then i also um separately like i do music and i perform mm-hmm. and i go downtown and i sing and um i write and yeah nice nice so um i guess you know it seems like you do a, a bunch of different stuff which is which is awesome um so just kind of starting with music i guess um what like um what do you do like is what kind of music do you make and um you know, like, what are your, uh, you know, what, what's your forte? What, and what are your inspirations? 
<laughs> um, well, I, I don't know. I'm kind of trying to find my style. Um, I recently got the um, most amazing vocal coach in the entire world. So shout out <laughs> to nice. my, my current vocal coach. Um, she's been kind of helping me find my sound and um, just kind of, you know, trying to do that while also writing. But I feel like I started kind of finding myself and my sound and like my music in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> so yeah. um, I feel like it's been stifling creatively for sure. Um, so it's just kind of navigating that and the stifled creativity plus trying to find my own sound. So I'm still searching, but I feel like I'm getting to a point now where I'm like really comfortable with my voice and what I sound like. And I feel like now I can say, that I would say I'm a mix between pop and R&B for sure. Yeah, um, and, I'd, I'd say that's a fair assessment from a neutral point of view for sure. Like just from the stuff that I've heard. Um, you have a great voice, by the way. So. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm okay, I sing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's but, it's you know we um it's I can I can only imagine you know working with a vocal coach kind of how that will even elevate you to the next level. Yeah, I'm so excited and I'm so excited about what it's going to bring. And I've been singing at this piano karaoke bar with a live pianist almost every weekend. And nice. it's been really kind of like warming me back up to like people and singing in front of people and doing that all over again. And it's been really nice. But yeah, um, so, so yeah you, you, I, ahead, I feel yeah. like I'm leaning towards that and I'm hoping to write more coming nice. up soon. So um, how, uh, I mean, you say you kind of found your sound in the pandemic, but um, you you did write and play music beforehand, or did you kind of mm -hmm. start during the pandemic? Okay. Yeah. So, um, starting at like five, six years old. Oh wow. Um, I <laughs> um, I think I like really started singing, and I would like sing in the shower, and I'd be belting, and like I we had a music class in elementary school and it, and they forced us to do theater um, and put on these productions for the parents and stuff like that. And mm. they also forced us to play instruments. And I just fought every step of the way for whatever reason, even though I loved music, I fought it. I don't know. I was just a very stubborn child. And um, my music teacher found out that I had a, a decent voice. And so she stuck me in all of the lead roles and um nice. i would have like grown parents of other kids like walking up to me right after the show and being like wow like you're like six seven eight years old like this is really good and i was like oh and then um at school like i would just kind of like you know like be on the playground i would sing to myself or something and one of my friends um heard me and she was like um so i have <laughs> she had like this chunky like camcorder you know like the really old school like huge ones and she had it and she brought yeah. it to school and she was like i need to record you this is amazing and this is the year i think youtube either started or blew up i remember it was like brand new at the time mm. and um she's like we have to put this on youtube and like they put it on youtube and at the it got like i don't know like 600 views but at the time like that was like oh yeah. my god i'm like eight years old <laughs> and i'm like yeah. famous and um yeah. it just kind of like went from there i um kind of you know sang through my teenage years just with my friends um nothing like professional or anything i got too scared i think i kind of chickened out mm. and um plus i i lived in the middle of kansas so there wasn't a oh. lot of <laughs> yeah. places 
Close vibrant music kid, scene so. out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I grew up in a cornfield. Not really, yeah. but kind of. My um but yeah, I uh didn't have a lot of experience. So it wasn't until I was 17 and I moved out to Las Vegas um on my own. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll start singing and doing music. But I found modeling first somehow and modeling captured me for about four years there. And then mm. um I uh you know went through some some life stuff there for a couple of years and did, you know, some, some adult life things. And then, um, I kind of came out of that and I was like, I would like to pick up music again. I would like to find my voice and my sound. And, mm-hmm. and it just so happened to be the pandemic when everybody's working from home and I had more time to you right. know, be like, Oh, I can pick up my, my computer and my mic and I can write something or, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I have like a ton of influences. I mean, I, I absolutely love like anywhere from like Aretha, I can't ever say her name, like Aretha Franklin and um, uh, the Beatles and like, um, but I also like really, really love like rock, like Pink Floyd. And, mm. um, and I kind of grew up like listening to dad rock because my dad listened to dad rock all the time. So it was like that early okay. 2000s dad rock and grunge. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I also really like, um, some artists that are a little bit more mainstream, like um, Ariana Grande. And then I grew up like mimicking whistle tones with Mariah Carey and mm. uh, Christina Aguilera and her voice and stuff like that. And so nice. I just kind of, um, I took all of this. So I was sitting with my vocal coach today and she's like, I don't know how you do it, but you have this like kind of growl, like this rock growl in your voice, but it's also very poppy. And I'm like, mm. that's, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a smut of musical taste. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I just like, I'm just now kind of like for the first time in my life like, performing and um, getting a vocal coach and finding my voice and my sound and stuff. So yeah. it was, it's been a journey. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a, a wide variety of inspirations there, which I think is, is awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I think we mm-hmm. should all, you know, People get so pigeonholed into, oh, you know, like, you know, I want to sing like this person or I want to play like this person. And exactly, um, it, it's very easy to kind of like find yourself in a rut musically that mm-hmm. way, I feel like. So it's, it's good that, you know, um, that not only, you know, you listen to all that stuff growing up, but also are apparently, you know getting noticed by your vocal teacher that you're actually putting all those different styles into play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's a super cool thing. It makes for a super dynamic voice. Um, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what, what did, I guess, what did you listen to though, when you were a kid? Like, cause you kind of grew up like, um, you know, cause you were saying you had a lot of different influences, but if you had like a specific thing that was like uniquely yours, what, what do you think that would be? It was really just that era, era of Destiny's Child and Beyonce and Christina yeah. Aguilera. And like modern divas, almost feel like, or yeah, something. It was the modern divas, like right in that kind of. It. The only thing that I was influenced by was the dad rock. I was the one who taught myself and find found all the rock bands and stuff that I like mm. and like all of those kind of influences and stuff. Um, nice. But yeah i mean music wasn't like a big part of our household growing up so i kind of like created that for myself and i had to find those um but yeah 
I would just say those. And, you know, what's kind of crazy is that my vocal coach today, she's going to hate me for saying this, but <laughs> she was like, well, all of these, all of pretty much all of my, um, my clients are these, you know, 14 year olds and they're coming in and they all sound exactly the same. They all sound ex exactly like Olivia Rodrigo, which is, mm -hmm. you know, the biggest, you know, Gen Z, oh, yeah. I would say, you know, influence and star right now. Um, which great, wonderful. Um, but she said they just, they, they kind of like, they mimic that sound and they all sound the exact same. And she's like, I really like that you have like these warm tones and like these kind of like growls and like this rock in your voice. So that's I think cool. I kind of want to create my own genre, I guess. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, what, um, do you, do you have any like player, like musicians that you play with or anything like that? Um, they, I have a lot of musician friends and, you know, at times we'll get together and we'll like jam or we'll create stuff. And, um, I used to go down to rebar back when the funk yard was back there in the trailer and, uh, Chris Bex was running, uh, sound and maintenance and stuff for, for Derek, who's the owner of rebar mm. and, um, Chris Vex, he really like believed in me and he kind of, um, said, Hey, like let's jam. And I'm like, okay, do you, what, what songs do you know? And he's like, we know none of the same songs. I just jam. What we do is we just get up on stage. It's first Friday. There's like a bunch of people here. You just kind of make up lyrics and just do what you're going to do. And that was the very first time in my life I'd ever done something like that. Nice. Um, so I was terrified, but it ended yeah, up being really awesome and cool and people loved it. And it was like, it was funky. He he's funk. He does. It was the funk yard and that's cool. Is after him and his, his taste. And so it was super, 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 um, a taste a smidgen of the jazz and then mostly funk and a little bit of rock and it was nice. really really fun and um at one point there they were hosting the uh the 48 hour film fest okay and i was able to be one of the judges which was really cool um but at the same time vex like pulled me aside and he's like hey like we're hosting the 48 hour film fest um, here at the funk yard, do you want to make a song for the festival this year? And I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Nice. <laughs> and so we went into his studio and we created a theme song for the 48 hour film fest that year. It was 2016. Oh, wow. That's um, awesome. Bar. And so that was an experience and it was kind of like, you know, I've met so many people in Las Vegas that kind of like take me under their wing like that and have left a lasting impression on me and my sound and my music. And, um, I don't have anyone currently that I'm like jamming with. But um, I seem to always kind of go through periods where I'll find people and we'll jam mm -hmm. and, you know, see you later, see you in a, a year. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you for sure. Um, yeah, there, there can be a rotating cast of, of musicians oftentimes for a lot of artists like yourself. Um, I don't, you know, it's just kind of one of those things like being more the musician type versus the artist, you know? Mm -hmm. Um I've, I've definitely played with a lot of different artists just in, and sometimes it's for a short stint and nothing really comes of it. Um, yeah, and that's just kind of the sure. way it is, you know? Um, but it's fun regardless, you know, but it's, it's nice. Um, hopefully, you know, now that things are opening up again, I'd, I'd love to see you get like a, a legit dedicated band behind you. Cause you certainly deserve it. That's for sure. You are so nice. You know, that oh. would be, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I'll, I'm really you know. happy. Um, like being solo, but I think I would be really happy if I had some acoustics and I'm trying to learn yeah. like acoustic guitar. And, um, I really, really want a goal of mine actually for 2022, I've already put down is I want to learn electric guitar. Nice. 
that's i want to be able to shred i want to like pull it out at parties and be like i bet you yeah. can't th- like the white girl can shred <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome <laughs> the little white girl have um, you have, but, did did you grow up playing any other instruments or is it just mainly you just fell in love with singing oh my god okay so <laughs> i um i played the clarinet <laughs> for okay. like six years in um in school and uh what else did i play they kind of like made us like play a roundhouse of instruments i i actually grew up with my cousins and we played a ton of rock band and actually that helped me learn the drums really so yeah i don't know them perfectly but that really helped and that's something i also want to learn and then um i think i picked up an acoustic guitar as a teen but then i like got into boys and i went downhill from there right and then um i don't know i started learning like piano a couple years ago i think that's it for now and oh the ukulele i love the ukulele i play that all the time nice yeah it's super fun to i've I've never been real good at it (laughs) you know because there's like i feel like there's a sound with the with the ukulele that i don't I don't know how to do. <laughs> you oh, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know it's voice. just like kind of strumming and stuff, but like mm-hmm. you know, it's just like I don't know. Um, it's always something yeah. that I've that I've wanted to get really good at and really do it justice. But oh yeah, shred on the ukulele. <laughs> yeah, just one day. I want to learn how day. to shred on the ukulele. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real, that'd be cool. Um, that's cool though. I mean, I guess even you know doing clarinet and stuff it probably gave you a little bit of a a theory foundation. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. It did. It did. Yeah. It, I mean, it taught me how to read music. So I I'm I can read music, but I think I'm more like visual now as an adult. I like to look at tabs more than reading music. Mhm. Yeah. just me. And that's totally valid. Like I remember back in the day it was kind of like it was it was one camp or the other. You know, it's like you either you were like read tabs and played guitar and like did kind of like the new way of playing or mm-hmm. like you you learned traditionally, you know, and it was like you know, there was always there was like uh, camps divided over the that concept which is stupid for some i don't know why you know that was that way but oh my god yeah. yeah i i feel like i kind of remember that too and i feel like there's kind of like this like oh well you do this or the other kind of like judgment towards it but yeah. like just just kind of like music that's amazing you know exactly you know i i learned mostly playing by ear you know what i mean oh like that, that too yeah yeah it was just kind of like that was the way that that I kind of taught myself, like, um, you know, you know, just kind of how to connect with the instrument was just literally p- by picking it up, um, listening to a record or something, and playing along with it, and just figuring it out that way. You know, I never, mm-hmm. I never did uh, orchestra or band or anything like that. I always kind of wanted to, but it was like I was doing my own thing, and you know, I was playing in bands, and it was kind of like not i was like not at school most of the time so (laughs) i was out doing other things that i shouldn't have been doing but like um (laughs) so it was always just like jam sessions and stuff like that and that's kind of where i like gained my footing with all that but yeah um, for sure but i I learned all i learned all of it later you know what i mean exactly yeah i mean there's so many different ways to learn music but i mean at the end of the day like music is so cool and it's like anyone who picks it up it's i feel like it's always impressive you know like no matter Mm -hmm. what your like skill level is i think it's so cool and i think it like takes you know a lot of dedication to even learn like one instrument no matter what you 
how you learn it, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. And we should, we should be, we should be promoting that type of outlook, I think in music a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, just the fact of, you know, you having the courage to pick it up and actually try and do it is like a massive first step. So Mm -hmm. anybody who does that even, and actually like wants to do it and dedicates themselves to it, it's, it's, it's worthy of, of all the praise for sure. I feel the same way about film too. Yeah. It's film can be so intimidating and scary. There's so many different roles and so many different ways you can go about it. And, um, you know, working with even different people who have different ideas of how, you know, things should look or feel or be, it's incredibly intimidating, but it's also so amazing and rewarding. Like everyone's so freaking talented. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whoever works on set, um, especially the times that I've worked, you know, on simple equations, media projects, like it's just, everybody has their own talent and they're just so good, but then they also have other things they're good at. And like, maybe they're good at like multiple things. And it's just like, wow, like you're all amazing humans. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's, it's definitely the film community is a, is a, is a really fun place to live because, um, because it, it, it is it's a very very dynamic community you might say you know yeah um, i um i yeah. started working on my first uh short film about a year and a half ago and just okay. the people and the actors that i casted on set i mean everybody was just absolutely amazing human beings and nice. i mean we became lifelong friends after being on set together yeah well yeah it's a extremely chaotic stressful situation at times so like when you go yeah. when you when you go through the fire with other people you kind of get like a a good bond with them for sure which is oh, always yeah. which is always something rewarding coming out of productions because like because like it's that's not like my number one go-to thing is production i'm more of like a post guy i like working in post oh yeah um and but you know it's like when you when you make it through and you get to the end of the day or the end of the few days or week or weeks or whatever the case is when you're done, it's like you do have like a, you know, you, you have like a, an internal bond with these people. You become like siblings, <laughs> you know, yeah it's really, really cool. Um, exactly. So how did you kind of, how did you get into film then? Was it the 48 hour film festival that you were talking about earlier about writing the music um, for that? Or was it before that? No, it was okay. Well, I picked up a camera and started shooting and editing vlogs when I was 12, 13 years old. Oh, cool. And I started putting them on YouTube and I would edit for hours. I mean, I would make videos with my friends and we'd make scenarios and stuff. And I learned how to like edit very fast and very precisely and in a style that I feel like I've kind of like called my own since then. And it was during the Tumblr era. So, you know, all the aesthetic posts and pictures and videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of did that for a decade straight, just shooting with my friends and creating scenarios. And uh, um, it got to a point where I was moving out on my own and I somehow found myself through modeling on set acting anyway Mm. um, and being in front of the camera. So I was in front of the camera for many, many years and it was okay. 
Um, I, I like it. Like I like acting. Um, mm-hmm. but I th- feel like I always had like a draw and a pull towards being behind the camera and, okay. um, being on set with the camera and then also editing and post. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how, but I got thrown into like helping with the Latin Grammys, like back in 2016, wow. which I'm actually attending tomorrow. Um, oh, wow, cool. for the Latin Grammys red carpet, which is, it's so crazy how like life comes full swing and stuff. Like I'm kind of like catching back up now with stuff that I had previously been in with, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I got thrown onto sets and somehow like people were handing me cameras like, Hey, do you want to learn? And like, do you want to do this? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. And, yeah. um, I got thrown into the 48 hour film fest with Vex and uh, Derek and judging that. And then I got thrown into the Kimmel show and doing the PA work and interviewing um, people on camera, which was really cool. Um, it is cool. So yeah. And then I started going to LA every weekend and got going, doing more stuff there. And then I somehow got roped into simple equations. I don't know. I just like, I show up places. I think at one point, Mike, you were like, hi, nice to meet you. Like, what do you do here? And I was like, I just show up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm here. And like, every time I'm at the studio, it's like, I'm doing something new or some new project or some new title or, you know, whatever. So I just feel like I get roped in and then it just happens. So that's, that's my life. That is my autobiography. No, it's cool. No, so it, far. no, it's really awesome. Um, you know, it just just being willing to do that is like huge. You know, mm-hmm. like just being like, yeah, what we, like what are we doing today? You know what I mean? Like, what do you need me to do? How can I help? You know, like in what way? You know, uh, I mean, it's it's invaluable. You know, um, yeah. certainly, certainly, I've 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 always tried to be that way myself. So like. Where I've I've pretty much mostly always been like a sound guy, sound person. You know, I started out in music and all that. Um, when I got into like the the video world, film, TV world, like I just wanted to do everything. So like I learned, you know, minor grip stuff, minor lighting stuff. Um, certainly, like I learned how to operate a camera. You know, the whole thing. Um, just because it's good to know these things. Oh yeah. So like I, you know, I've had some sweet gigs as a camera operator and it's like, that's Mm -hmm. not even close to like the first thing that I do, but like, you know, I've booked higher profile gigs just doing that, you know? So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, the more you, the more you do and the more you, um, the more you're able and and willing to do, you just the better off you're going to be. Oh yeah. yeah. 1000%. Um, I don't know. And like, I like to kind of go back to what we were talking about, like with the the pandemic, I feel like it's hitting all of us creative and I I can't speak for everybody. Obviously I can only speak for myself, but I feel like the pandemic fatigue is still super prevalent and super there. And I feel like it affects creative people more intensely. I don't know. It has, Mm -hmm. especially me, like I haven't done anything this year, really. I haven't really like wrote anything Mm. um i mean i even like took a three-month break from social media this year and i was just like if i could stay off the internet for the rest of my life i'd be so happy but i can't because you know as a creative person or a musician you have to be on social media yeah you know yeah Um, totally but i feel like there's like this low underlying level of like 
burnout that we're all still experiencing because we're going on what 20 months of this, this thing still mm-hmm. yeah and it's like i don't know like i really want to create and stuff but i just like it's it's the burnout is real <laughs> yeah it's it certainly is i you know it's i'm seeing a lot of glimmers of hope as as we all are um Mm-hmm. with things coming back you know i've i've been able to kind of book some stuff you know and um and have been able to get back to work you know doing what i want to do um but That's it's amazing. certain yeah but there's certain there's certainly a a covid hangover to say it, it, at mm. minimum it's a covid hangover you I know what i love mean? that i love you that know. term that's actually perfect to describe it yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like, you know, the world I was, I was coming, I was driving home actually today, just before this, and I'm kind of sitting in traffic and I was just th- like thinking about how the world w- is never really ever going to be the same yeah. after COVID, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the fact that the, that we experienced every bit of it and, and life is going to be different going forward, you know, is a pretty amazing thing. And I was just thinking like, God, what I would give to just, to just, just erase that and just be living Mm -hmm. in the same world that we had before COVID when like, you know, when we could go to concerts whenever we wanted to, and you, you're not worrying about anything. You're just vibing with people and you're like, you, you, you're, you're shaking hands and hugging people you don't know, you know, and like getting to know people. And there's never this like, this second thought in your your head about things and you you know i i feel mm-hmm. like we have all collectively like our anxiety in, with society has has gone up a lot mm-hmm. and like i already had that shit before <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean exactly so same. Like, yeah yeah retweet mike retweet <laughs> yeah yeah um and it's just you know i hope that one day we can get back to at least not having a second thought every single time we're in a group of people because it's such an amazing thing you know it's such an amazing thing to like to like just just be in you know a place and get to know new people and and do these things you know it's it's an it's an amazing thing but i think that's on us in in a lot of ways you know and Mm -hmm. we're just gonna have to figure out how to to move forward in like a yeah yeah and i think it's hard because it's the burnout is so real and sometimes it's just so hard to even get through our, our days sometimes, mm-hmm. even because, um, because it's, it's just so, so rough. And I think it's so rough because you don't know when it's going to end. You're just, you, you don't have that clear defining point of like looking like, Oh, okay. Like it's going to end December 18th. You know, like we don't have right. that and we don't have yeah. that ability. And it's, so it's like, you're trying to play catch up over the last 20 months, but at the same time, you're also like looking forward and you're like, when is this going to end? And I feel like anybody who, I mean, this is trauma, this is traumatizing for us, everybody on Mm -hmm. some type of level. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you go through any type of trauma in life, I feel like once you're out of it, then you can more adequately heal and you can actually like, now that you're, you're removed from the situation, you're like, okay, well now I can start the process of, moving on and being, you know, yeah. looking forward, but we're still in this shit. Yeah. Like yeah. we can't, you can't play catch up for 20 months. We'll also like try to heal. And it's just, it's, it's, it's incredibly hard to heal while you're still in like the midst of it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I, I made a, 
conscious decision to do um, a little while back was like I just I stopped I stopped listening and watching the news, you know, mm-hmm. and just because I couldn't do it anymore. Like, yeah, man, when when the when the pandemic first hit, like, I mean, it felt like we were going through some in like the apocalypse or something. Mm-hmm. When you turned on the TV and just like everything that you saw, it's like every day is getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And it was like that for months and months and months. And so, yeah, like it's going to have a lasting effect on us, you know, on an internal level. And oh, I just 100%. kind of, yeah. So it's like, you know, once, once I was able to actually start seeing my friends and family and everybody again, and, you know, outside of just my home, um, I kind of was like, I got to make, I got to make a decision to, to, to move on from this a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to keep living so afraid, you know, yeah, because like it was, cause I mean, we were all afraid, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if like, you know, there was obviously there was the people who were, you know, uh, rejecting a lot of the stuff and everything in the beginning. Um, but, and even so now, but like, you know, um, I was, I was kind of like, you know, I made a a decision where it's like, you know, I gotta, like, I gotta, I gotta move on with my life in some sort of way, you know, and I gotta get back to, I gotta get back to the things that I love to do because it was so easy to just get like in, um, like this kind of dark place and, and not want to do anything, not want to, you know, even get out of bed. Don't want, you don't want to do anything. And that's a dark, depressive place to be in. You know, anybody who's, who's went through, had depression or anything else, you know, certainly can understand. And I think the pandemic certainly amplified it. And so it's like, how do we, you know, how do we now move on and get back to, to life, you know? Yeah. And and how do we do that while it's still happening? You know, it's hard. I mean, some people are even like in that, I mean, I feel like I've felt something for the first time in my life that. I haven't felt, and I'm like, I'm not depressed. I'm just really, really tired, <laughs> like just incredibly yeah. tired. And it's so hard to find room in your life for creativity when you're just so tired. I mean, yeah. some of us like have our like day jobs and we're going and we're working and we're all, I'm also a parent, I'm a single parent. And so I'm doing that and then finding room for my, uh, my panic <laughs> yeah. that I have to make time for. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, you know, all of that. It's so hard to find creativity, but I feel like I'm getting to a point where I, I'm like, I set a goal. I'm like, I don't care. Like no matter what I'm starting up back up the short film in the spring, I'm doing it. I'm getting all the cast together. We're going to finish the film. Cause we had to stop in the middle of COVID cause cases were rising. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we're going to do it. I don't care. I'm going to force myself to do the thing, do the yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Like we, we have to, you know what I mean? We have to learn mm-hmm. how to net. We have to learn how to navigate the new world. You know. Oh yeah. For sure. It's still scary though. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's like it's it's still so like um the thing that gives me a little bit more comfort is the fact that we know a little bit more how to treat these treat treat yeah. the, you know, the mm-hmm. the disease and all. That makes me feel a lot better. Um that we that I feel like, you know, when, when people were first getting it in the early days, it's like we didn't know if that was a death sentence for that person or not. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like now we we know how to treat it better. There's, you know, even outside of the vaccines and stuff, the treatments have come so far, you know, that it's like, if somebody gets it, I'm just like, God, that sucks. Like, I really hope they don't get a bad bout of it, but I don't, 
I don't necessarily, depending, depending on the person and depending if they have health issues and stuff like that, I'm not automatically like, oh my God, like, you know. You know what? You're right. We have, we actually have come a long way. It's like, it's hard to kind of like imagine that right now because we're still like, the world's on fire, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like, okay, you're right. Actually, we have come a long ways. Like, it's not like you're like, oh God, are they going to, you know, it's, it's Well, there's the pill now too, if you already have COVID and then there's like the um, transfusion or whatever, if you already have antibodies and and stuff, of course, the preventative, which are the vaccines. So depending Mm -hmm. on, you know, which route, you know, that you're going, I feel like we have like a lot of, yeah, like, okay, unless you have like a super underlying condition, it's like, okay, well, rest. <laughs> yeah. Take, take, a, take a week or however long it takes, you know, and just, you know, you'll be good and we'll come out on the other end and grab a coffee or some shit. Did you, you ever know? get COVID? During no, the whole thing? no, I think I, <gasps> I think I Me got neither. it in the very early days, but I don't know for sure. You know what I mean? Like, um, a lot of people mm-hmm. say that, but I mean, I got like in January, 2020, like I got super, super sick mm. and I was sick for probably, I mean, almost a month. I mean, just a terrible cough, just endless cough. And we didn't oh. even have cases in the U.S. at that time, like verified cases. Yeah. But I went on, um, I went on a shoot in Sacramento, I think it was, and I just blamed it on the plane. Like I was like, oh, you know, like um, some because because planes are gross. You know, what I mean, there's so many germs oh, yeah. and everything on them. And I was like, oh, I got sick from the plane or whatever. And so like I had this lingering cough and for God forever, like over a month. And I got really sick yeah, there for for about like a week. <laughs> yeah, for for about a week, I was like really really sick. You know, and it oh, was it was thing. basically all the COVID symptoms. Um, mm-hmm. and then I just had this lingering cough for a long time. But, you know, I didn't really think that it would be COVID or anything like that. We were just barely really learning about it. Um, but then as far as like when, like after March, no, like I, I don't think I've got sick once during that entire time, you know, so it was, I was cool <laughs> that I didn't get sick at all. Um, but, yeah, yeah. It kind of sounds like you might've had it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, hopefully I got those antibodies and then I, you know, I got vaccinated as well. So hopefully I'm like doubled up. <laughs> I got know? the Johnson and Johnson and I got the booster as well. And they said that the booster makes it a hundred percent effective. I was like, well, I'm going to go slather myself and catch up <laughs> and go run down Fremont street. Yeah. hundred percent. Damn, man. <laughs> I yeah. have, it's been that long. I'm like, I'm going to go <laughs> slap some strangers. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, that's why I feel safe, like going to the piano bar every weekend now. I'm like, I got my booster. I feel better. It's yeah. kind of like, I'm. it's calming down a little bit for me. I can kind of sit down at a bar without being like, I'm going to die. Like, like yeah. three seconds, you know. That's great. And I and I think, you know, that's that's good because I think that's, that's what we need mentally to move forward. You know, it's like physically oh, and, yeah. and the actual diseases and the maintenance for them and everything is one thing. But if like you can't mentally move on, then like it's it doesn't really matter all the, the science and everything that's come along. So it's good that, you know, you're able to to start moving on because, I mean, I think that's the biggest first step. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I speaking, of, yeah, go ahead. I thought I was crazy. I was on the phone with my therapist and I'm like, am I like, is it normal to still feel like really burnt out from the pandemic? And she goes, that's all any, every single one of my clients talk about when they, yeah. when they come in. Yeah. So. No, it has, it's going to have lingering effects for a very long time. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. 
But speaking of getting back to, to life and everything, you say in the spring you want to get going on the short film again. Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit as far as like the premise or like what you're planning yeah. to do or anything like that? Yeah. So I, um, I had a dream um, and it was a dream that I had while I was going through some really traumatic life events. And um, it was based, the dream was based on the current events that were happening, but it was this beautiful, surreal um, kind of messaging. And it, it kind of had um, this midsummer vibe. Um, mm. Ari Aster is one of my most favorite directors. Um, oh, yeah. You know, he does uh, Midsummer. And then, um, why is it slipping my mind? Hereditary. You know what I'm talking about? Hereditary. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, and he's just absolutely brilliant because when I watched oh, yeah. Midsummer, I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? But then I looked yeah. it up and he was going through a horrible breakup at the time. And the whole film is based around this breakup and how mm, awful it feels to go through it. Yeah. Um, and I really love the surrealist aspect that he chose. And he chose like these like little intricacies that if you watch the film, you're like, what the fuck am I watching? But if you know, like what it actually means, it was, Mm-hmm. so brilliant and it was art that's what i love about yeah. film most is i want to create stuff that makes you think i want like to create art so yeah. um i had this beautiful surrealist dream about exactly what i was going through and it had these elements that kind of like tied together and at the end of the film like quite literally people are going to be like what the fuck did i just watch but i'm going to explain um what like certain uh, emma my main character she's kind of going through this mental breakdown where she's walking around and she's grocery shopping and things are like kind of not appearing how they really seem. And people are staring at her as she's walking around and she's like, what are you all kind of staring at? Um, And then at one point um, these SWAT police officers are moving through the the store and they're like trying to close in on the subject. And she's like, what the fuck is that? It's everything's in slow motion. Um, She's like, what, what's happening? She's losing grips with reality. But when she snaps out of it, you come to find out that she's in the middle of her empty house um, because she had just lost everything. She'd lost like her Mm. husband and the the kid and um, her life and everything was completely uprooted. Um, But you only really realize that till she snaps out of it. It sounds kind of like um, out of sorts as I'm describing it, but it's a much longer storyline with more elements and it makes way more sense if, if I could show it to you, but um, I'm super excited about it. And it's just this super cool kick-ass piece of art. And we all cried together on set because it was so emotional and it was really hard watching, um, you know, someone like lose, you know, everything, but it's even weirder when I'm watching myself, essentially, Mm -hmm. she was me, her her name's Emma, but she's me essentially. Um, So it was very, very like weird to watch myself go through what I went through. Mm-hmm. but I'm behind a camera, <laughs> but I, I directed it. I wrote it. Um, I casted everything. Um, and I'm so excited to pick it back up. I, um, I picked it up at a time where I really didn't know a lot about the camera that I bought. I brought like, I bought like a really super nice professional film camera and some lenses and I knew nothing about them. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I casted all these people. And, um, unfortunately, because I didn't know what I was doing, um, at the time I, um, I, a lot of the footage had lines running through it because the, the contrasting lighting. Mm. So, um, I was like, you know what, this is going to give me a really good opportunity. Um, I can just completely redo the film. A lot of the people who originally were casted in it are so excited to come back and redo it. We're going to reshoot it from top to bottom. And I have more experience and, 
better lenses and um, people who want to help me even more now with it. So I think it's going to like, I think it's going to even be better than what I could have originally filmed. And yeah, I'm, I'm so sure excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just very I, excited. It sounds awesome. Like I really like the idea of it. Um, it's always been like a, that's always been a strange fear of mine, you know, uh, throughout my entire life that like one day, like I'm just going to wake up and like mm -hmm. everything has been, a dream, a dream. Yep. And you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm like, you know, a schizo in, in a padded room or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same. I actually have the same fear. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just nice like knowing that other people do. <laughs> God, I know, man. Cause it's, yeah, it's a terrifying <laughs> thought, you know? And, um, it is. So I, I love the concept for sure. I'm so excited. I'm glad that you're excited too. Cause everyone else super believed in it too. We were doing the first um, table read and everyone's like, I'm so excited. Like, cause we were, I'm, I'm going to be entering it into like 15 different film festivals. So it's cool. I'm excited about it. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Um, yeah. It, are you wanting to hopefully uh, bring like simple equations into the fold and all that? Yeah. I talked to Jay a little bit about it and I was like, you know, we have that bedroom set that we used when I helped with um, Paris Mueller's day off yeah. when we did that with, um, uh, you know, Elaine and Wes yeah. and Elijah. And that was really fun. I, I popped in for 20 minutes and I would, I just did the, uh, the clapper. So nice. <laughs> that was nice. my contribution, but um, it was still super fun. And I love that bedroom set. It was really, oops, it was really cool. And yeah, um, yeah I just, I think I might want to only because there's so much talent and so many awesome people that I feel like could really get their hands on the project and help, you know, kind yeah. of build this, this set or help in some other aspects. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping. So nice. we'll see. Yeah. Paris, Mira, that was a fun one. Like, uh, Jay texted me on like a Thursday or something and he was like, Hey, um, do you, do you want to write some music for this? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, he's like, I, I need it like today. <laughs> Basically, it's like kind of how it went. And I'm like, okay. So like I, I went in. Yeah. So like I went in and and uh, I just went in after work one day and I just, I wrote the music for it in like three hours. <laughs> oh my God. Like, really? You did? Yeah. Was it was you? crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my um, God. I thought you like had that all in advance. You wrote that in three hours? Yeah. Something like that. Probably. Uh, it was crazy. Like I just kind of came in. This is what I'm talking about. You all are geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> it was a ba It's a pretty basic. It's a pretty basic. You know, it's like I had three different cues basically that I wrote I, and they were all really short except for the main extended portion of where, you know, he's actually going through, you know, and, and doing the whole thing. But I had like this stupid little string section in the beginning and then like this weird rock mid, mid thing. And then, um, and then, yeah, I just basically like created some loops and things and just kind of went for it. And, um, it was super, super fun because he needed the music like really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of a challenge that way. Um, which was, which is, which is always a good thing to have a time limit and a challenge you know it usually brings out the best in a lot of people actually i work way better under pressure to be like a thousand percent honest yeah yeah for sure but i'm um, also a procrastinator so same same yeah it, it you know it lights a fire under your ass you know that you need sometimes and uh yeah. that's what like the 48 hour film festival we just recently did that and that oh, was yeah. crazy crazy like mm -hmm. like we 
sh- we shot for the moon with it. And, uh, you know, like, so we shot a lot of stuff. We, I mean, pulled the whole grip truck out, you know what I mean? Shot on two reds, like the whole thing. And literally I'm running sound production sound. And when I have downtime, I'm like going into this back room and I'm like trying to come up with music themes because the next day was my daughter's birthday. Sunday was my daughter's birthday. So I couldn't really do much on Sunday. And, um, and so like I would go in this back room at Elaine's house and like try and create some themes like in the middle of shooting. So I'd watch a scene and I'd like try and internalize it. And then I'd run in the back room and just like start like trying to play some ideas and things. And then that night I came home. And I was going to stay up all night and write, but then I, I, so I just slept like three or four hours and then got up and started and just wrote out all the cues to the script. I didn't see the edit or anything like that. It mm-hmm. was totally insane. Like I'd never done anything like that before. Like it was like, literally I had like stopwatch timing from like how long each of the scenes roughly would be. Nothing had been edited yet. And I had my script and my notes and my initial theme ideas. Wow. And um, I just kind of tried to write something out. So hopefully I get to go back through and actually time those out a little bit differently because the pacing naturally is in a a little bit off, you know, as far as like how emotionally I kind of progressed and uh, established, you know, the, the pacing musically is different from the pacing of the film a little bit. So hopefully I get to go back and redo that a little bit, but um, you are so interesting. (laughs) Oh, you know, it's just like, you know, everybody has their everybody. strengths. Everybody has their things. I'm, like, it's insane. Like, the talent at Simple Equations is just absolutely insane. Everybody's so there's good a lot at what of they great, do. Yeah, there's a lot of really, really great people there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's That's def- so cool. I mean, that seat, like, stuff like that is so impressive. I mean, like, music, I just feel like all around is so impressive. Like, you, even you hear, like, these these pop songs on the radio and there's so many layers that goes into actually making them and some of them Mm -hmm. and producing them and for the, you know, some of them, but um, like vocally, you know, too, it's just like the layers and like some of these albums recently that have been coming out um, by um, certain pop artists have been really musically and sonically just absolutely beautiful like strings and orchestras and mm-hmm. ariana grande incorporated a whole freaking orchestra in her latest album along with like vocal layering and it was just there nice. was so many cool aspects to it and that's what i think what you get when you have people who also are producers and vocalists and that's mm-hmm. what i am i i like to like produce but i also work with um producers as well but i really love producing and um writing and writing my own stuff and my lyrics and that's just that's so cool i mean the way that you're able to like pace out the like the movie as it's being made i mean i watched it too. well i it attempted at it i attempted that it didn't work out that well but i attempted that's what i was attempting it's, sure. it was still so good i watched it it was really really did good. you watch I, it it cool. portrayed the message exactly how it was supposed to be portrayed that's good that's yeah yeah I, um i'm i'm super critical obviously of myself but uh oh we I, all I are think... especially creatives oh my god like mm-hmm. when you were like okay so tell us what you do i'm like nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i I, I sometimes write songs and you're like oh like no they're really good and i'm like this is trash <laughs> <laughs> no i totally understand that feeling like um have you have you done uh, any like official releases? Because I know that you've put out some singles that I've heard. Um, you yeah. were working on a you were working on an EP or a, or a full length, right? Yeah, I mean, so I took the summer off. Twenty twenty one has not been a good year. 
So, mm. I mean, it feels like there was a lot of like burnout and negative. So I feel like I've really taken the year. So I was going to write a whole complete album, um, but I kind of have put it on hold and I've just been trying to like survive day to day and like kind of get through this. But um, I have a goal. I kind of like, I'm starting to get um, reacquainted with like music and myself and being like, okay, like things for myself are calming down. I'm feeling better. Mm -hmm. um, I like, I'm kind of like starting to write. I kind of started picking up my guitar. Actually, I'm, I'm going cool. to play um, a rebar here um, tonight at some point. Yeah. And um, I'm starting to like, okay, I'm going to start writing and doing stuff again. So I don't know what I'm going to write about, but I'm just, I think I'm going to write. I really want to create a song about like just telling people to shut up. Because <laughs> you, <laughs> nice. you see Bo, Bo Burnham's special yet, the inside special? No. That he did I on haven't. Netflix. No. So he has a song. And at the beginning of the song, he's like, can anyone, can any, just any two people ever, for any reason on the internet, just, shut the fuck up for three seconds and so i kind of want to make like a song like <laughs> nice. about that and i kind of like it's just the internet's draining and everyone's just constantly arguing and i just i can't do it anymore so i kind of want to like maybe like write a little bit about that nice yeah i like that um it's a it's a very very i think i think it's a major problem that uh that we're experiencing as a society with social media and everything um and oh, how yeah. and how you know politically divided everything is um people it's don't know disgusting. people don't know how to yeah it really is like people don't know how to communicate anymore you know mm -hmm. like it's 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 very very rare for people to just sit down and have conversations like this you know and that, which mm -hmm. was a big reason why i even wanted to do this you know because it's like uh, i appreciate having conversations with people you know yeah and, and and ones where like it's just everything's okay you can say what you want to say and you know there's no judgments and nobody you know um get, nobody's gonna call you you know stupid or uneducated because or something mm -hmm. you know what i mean like yeah all of the the buzzwords that people like to call each other nowadays you know um yep and so it's it's yeah i mean i it's think awful. a lot of, yeah i think a lot of people feel that way but for some reason like you know the negativity is is overpowering it you know what i mean the negativity is overpowering the 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 positive sides that people still have in them you know what i mean it and is. it um, feels overwhelming yeah sure. and and maybe that's the COVID hangover <laughs> you know i think so too yeah plus everyone's all like grouchy together because and rightfully so because we've been in this for so long but i feel like people especially have like just been awful when they go out in public Mm -hmm. and yeah I, on the internet on the internet you know everyone's like oh i don't have an outlet i'll just take it out on this stranger in the comment section calling them you know slurs because they like chocolate ice cream you know <laughs> right yeah it's crazy it's finding anything to, yeah finding anything to disagree about it's like anything yeah we're, we're so focused well, i mean i won't say we're because i i don't feel like i necessarily think that way but the 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 mass majority of people are finding more reasons of why they're different than why they're the same mm -hmm. you know when yep. that's that's so so far from the truth you know yeah. like people are so much uh more similar and they align so much more than than you usually think 
you know, and just getting to mm-hmm. know somebody or, or if you don't know somebody, you just, you automatically make judgments of them. Like, oh, they dress this way. They have this look to them. They look like they came from this type of background, you know, whatever the case it is, um, you know, like, oh, that, that looks like a, you know, they, they look poor, they look rich, they look mean, they look nice, you know, whatever the case is. And we stop there, you know, because everybody's living their life on social media. So that's all you see is like that first impression, you know, it's, mm-hmm. that's the only thing that you see. And so we're not getting to know each other anymore. And, yeah. I yeah. just, I wish I could delete everything, but at the same time, like that's how I keep in contact with like, people who matter most to me and who actually are like yeah. super healthy and awesome and amazing. Like you, like I have you on Instagram and I have other people on Instagram and yeah. it's kind of like our way of like, you know, communicating and stuff. But at the end of the day, I really wish I could just delete it all and just never go back. Yeah. 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 It's so ingrained, you know, that, that, you know, being in the entertainment industry in any sort of way, you have to have a, a presence of some kind. And mm-hmm. that's just something that I'm now getting to the point where it's like, Oh no, God, now I have to really start doing that stuff where like, I never really did in the past. And like now exactly. getting to the point where like, I need to figure out how to market myself. I need to figure out how to promote this podcast, you know, and exactly. all these things that I don't really know how to do. But, you know, I'm learning and I'm just trying and it's so, so easy to get caught in that rabbit hole of, mm-hmm. or in that downward spiral of, of just negative shit. And, um, but, and, and, and still, you know, be on there and still yeah. have a presence. I'm not so. trying to like, get on and be like here's all this negativity in the world let's talk about it but it's just so real and it's and it's prevalent and i feel like if more people talk about it more people will be like oh i'm not alone in feeling this way yeah and yeah i mean we i mean there's happy stuff too i mean there's like obviously like some Mm -hmm. some like positive things happening in the world but i just it feels like there's more negative than good right now which is just like that's the COVID hangover for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I discovered recently in the last handful of months or whatever, in the last year that I started watching a lot of genre video genre videos that I never really did in the past. And that's like cute little animals and stuff. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Same. (laughs) I never really watched that stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, the, the, the classic like cat videos and stuff back in the day and didn't really watch a lot of stuff, but now all like my suggested, all my suggested reels on Instagram are like chihuahuas growling and like dogs doing (laughs) funny things. And I'm just like, God, I'm a loser nowadays, but it's like, that's the, you know, it's like, it makes me feel, you know, it's like, there's still good stuff out there. You know, I post those all the time on my Instagram. Like that's all I post really is like music and film stuff and then animals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It sounds so weird me saying it, (laughs) but it's like, like, it's such a refresh. It's like a cleanse. It's nice. It is a cleanse. You know, like, it's like you're, you're cleaning it with soap. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's so cute. <laughs> just like, you know, just it's just the, the innocence of everything, you know, of, of animals mm-hmm. that are just being animals. It's like, yeah, ah, finally, I'm so envious you know. of them. Like, I'll watch these videos and be like, I wish I was a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so simple, you know. Just so be simple. like a happy it's dog or something. Equation. We should change the name to like yeah. simple pets media. Yeah. <laughs> right. Everybody would be like, oh, that's an interesting rebranding there. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'll pitch yeah. it to Jay. <laughs> yeah, do it. Cool. Well, um, I guess I know you gotta I know you gotta head out for your gig, but um 
quickly, I guess, before we wrap up, something that I want to start asking people more on this show is, um, what is, what do you think, and it's, it's a very subjective answer. There's no real right answer or anything, but what in your view, what is success to you and what do you want to see your, where do you want to see yourself and what do you want to do? Oh God. Okay. No, no um, wrong answers. Well, I have a question for you too in a second, but I'll okay. answer this first. So success for me is just being happy what I'm doing. That yeah. is it. I don't have a follower count goal. I don't have a certain number of views or streams or whatever that I want. Um, I don't have even a certain level where I'm like, I want to have 10 movies in the box office. I just want to be happy. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where I feel like I would be. That's success to me personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where And where do I see myself? Um, I just want to be making film and music. Like if I could do those two things and like, I would be so happy and set for the rest of my life. If I could just do those and yeah. nothing else. <laughs> No, it's a, that's a perfect answer. I definitely, I definitely agree with you there. I think, you know, being content with what you're doing and being lucky enough to work on the things that you really care about and the things that you want to do. I mean, like it doesn't mm -hmm. really, it doesn't really get any better. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you believe in aliens? Um... I've believed in aliens my entire life. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, do you think we'll, we'll find out about them? I don't know. Like, that's the whole thing is like, you know, I've been obsessed with aliens my entire life. You know, like <gasps> when too. I was, when I was a little kid, like the things that I was afraid of, you know, like a lot of kids are scared of like monsters and things. Like I was scared of being abducted by aliens. Me too. <gasps> me too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my it was God. just like, that's what oh freaked God. me out at nighttime. You know what I mean? And I, I so I've, I've always, always believed in aliens. It's like, it seems impossible that they don't exist, you know? Um, you believe in ghosts? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I definitely. have a ghost. His name is Henry. Really? Yeah. And he like, he lives in my apartment with me and like, I've named him and he's like sarcastic and wow, he's like, he's like a nice ghost, but he broke my Swiffer the other week. Really? And then I was laying in bed, um, like trying to go to sleep. It was like 11 PM. This was like, I don't know, like two weeks ago. And all of a sudden my bathtub like turns on completely. And wow. I was like, Henry, I was like, what the fuck? And then it turned off. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> We just have like that kind of relationship. I'm not crazy, crazy. I swear. Like I have video footage of him and stuff, really? like knocking shit over and like moving stuff. Wow. Well, yeah, you'll definitely have to show me that one of these times. Well, the studio is haunted too. You know that. 100. percent I I actually named the shadow person Ned. <gasps> Ned. Oh my god. There's something. E there's an evil one there, and he's mean. Like, is that I think so? might be the same one? But, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, I always felt I, whenever I'm sitting like in the like in the control room in the mix room, and you know, there's the ISO booth right next door. Mm -hmm. The window, like, multiple uh, multiple people have seen like movement and stuff in there. Mm -hmm. um, like, and I was in there the other night, and I was just like. I just kept seeing it like every, a lot of times when I'm recording, you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm -hmm. my buddy, Andrew, who I've recorded, we were finishing up on a, a full length album there. And, you know, for some reason, like when things would get really, really intense and he's like getting like a really, really good take, I would, I, I would see like 
shadows pass behind me in the hallway and things like that. Um, uh. like we had really weird experiences with like things turning on. Um, he's seen things in the control room and vice versa, you know, like while he's doing stuff. Um, like my, my, my wife, Lacey saw like a, like a, what I guess you would consider a shadow person in the ISO booth the other day, like not long ago. And I was in there and it's always behind me. Like when I'm, on the computer, you know, you can, you know, you can kind of see like a shadow that goes behind you. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I see that pretty often, especially when I'm recording music and I'm like really like getting inspired and like getting into the moment. Like I start seeing a lot of things like that. And uh-huh. yeah. And, and so I was, I was in there and I was recording like an intro or something for, for one of the episodes. And I noticed that the shadow in the ISO booth just to my right side. And, um, and so I was like, I was just, I just accepted at a certain point. I just accepted mm-hmm. that it's there. You get used to it. Yeah. yeah. And so I was trying to like think, I'm like, I got to name this guy. And Ned. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was looking in there and, and there was like the LED lights that like are around the, the like the crown molding at the top. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what rhymes with LED? And I was like, oh, Ned, like Ned. Lead, lead, Ned, you know? So I just named him Ned and I texted Jay and I was like, hey, dude, he's got a name. <laughs> okay, but no, cool. So we've named I think two of them. Yeah. Henry goes between like the studio and here though. Like I'll bring him with me. I'll bring him really? back to my apartment and I'll try to drop oh. him off the studio and he doesn't want to go. And then he comes back. Oh, so that's why he's just hanging around sometimes because you just kick him out the door. You just leave he him does, at simple He does. He hangs out the studio sometimes. Like I, he like, I don't know about you, but I can feel when things are like, a positive or like a negative kind of energy. I don't know. I've just always been yeah. super like, I have so many ghost stories. Like I saw like my grandma's like dead son and I had never like, no one told me about him when I was little and oh. I saw him and I was like, Oh, he has green eyes and dark brown hair and he's wearing overalls. He's standing right there. And my grandma was, she instantly started crying. Cause no one ever showed me any pictures. And like, I, I remember him even to this day. Yeah. Like I remember what he looked like. He was just standing there. Um, so like, I've always like had like these like, feelings of whether something's like positive or negative and henry feels so yeah. positive he's just like a sarcastic like old dude i feel like hmm. but um yeah no there's like something really dark there at the studio but i tried I to drop henry too. off and i don't think he wants to hang out with ned yeah probably not um <laughs> probably not no I, I i agree with you i think sometimes i get some very 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 strange feelings when i'm there at night by myself um I get yeah. like really, really, really weird, terrifying feelings. And I'm like, I got to get out of here, mm-hmm. you know? And um, usually, you know, it's usually when I'm by myself and it's at nighttime, like a lot of knocks, a lot of uh, yep. um, different things. I remember sitting in the control room one time and I was like, really, I was just, it was like really, really intense, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I turned everything off. I left the lights on, but I turned everything off. I turned the music. I turned my. I, I turned the computer off. I turned everything. I was about to leave, and I sat there and I just sat in the silence. And I'm like, all right, like you know, um, let's let's see what happens here. And, oh no! And like it, you know, it sounded like somebody was walking down the hallway towards the control room. I've heard that too. Really? Yeah. It was like softly, almost like if you were walking on carpet in your socks or something you know oh and just kind of like really really softly kind of walking down and i was like yeah i'm done i'm out of here Bye. you know what i mean <laughs> done, and done uh, yeah and i was like hearing a bunch of sounds outside that night you know and i would like run outside it was late um there was nobody around 
you know, because mm-hmm. those are all businesses. And at a certain point at night, like they're all gone. Yeah. So I'd run outside. As soon as I would hear something, nothing's going on. I would hear um, like a lot of like, there's like a, um, uh, not a, not a, uh, like a loft kind of ish area above mm-hmm. what is the bathroom and kind of like just above the, the one side. I hear things falling over there, like up there all the time. Things are just like mm-hmm. knocking and falling down and stuff like yep. that. And I'm just like this place, man. So I try I've and burn, I try and burn too. incense and shit in the corners and try and like, just things like out. knock over back in the, um, like the, what's the big area called again? Like the bigger area. So there's the, the, well, it used to be the two front offices, but the wall was knocked down. So it's just like the one main, you know, office yeah. in the front big and then, you know, in the back where you're actually filming, so many times I've been up in the offices and I just hear shit falling in the back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, don't break the red. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> break- <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. It's, it's weird, that. man. It's really weird. Um, I think every single person who has spent any significant amount of time there has, has experienced something. Charles said that um, a ghost took his phone and threw it across the room when he was yeah. alone there that night. And then yeah, I've heard that story I've too. experienced stuff, but it's just like noises. And then I brought my own ghost friend home. So <laughs> from wow. the studio. So you think he came from, you think he came from. Oh yeah. I never had him. He just showed up out of nowhere. To studio. He totally followed me home. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That sucks. It's Jay, man. He's taking, he's everything. They're attaching to all of the cameras and all of the gear and he's bringing them back with him off these investigations. I'm convinced. Yeah, well, next time I go, I'm going to freaking sage the place because there, there's like a dark one there. And I think it might be the same Ned one that we're talking about. And yeah. it's like, it's mean. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it feels testy. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, and there's testy, been a nesty, testy, nesty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, there's been a few times when I just kind of allow it to happen. And like, I write really crazy music. Like I've done it on purpose. Like I remember I was sitting there one night and I was, I was writing some music of some kind and I, I created these really, really like crazy guitar. Like I stacked like all these guitars that were like, I had them running through a bunch of different effects and it was like, became this like weird string orchestral, like layering, like electric guitar layering that like, literally I was just like, all right, I'm just going to kind of like, let it happen. Like if you're here, just kind of like in a way, like kind of guide me along a little bit. Oh my God. Just kind of like, I'm just like, all right, like, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. That's really cool. And like, I just, it was just this crazy, like guitar, like soundscape that I created out of it and everything. You should make a whole album of that and name it Testy Nesty. (laughs) Testy Nesty. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. (laughs) No, but really that would be such a cool concept for an album. I feel like people would freaking love that. Yeah. I just yeah. sounded like Lola from Bang Out Loud. People would freaking love that. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, they would. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. Um, I know Jay's wanted to do like some investigations and stuff, just kind of like informal stuff, you know? <gasps> I want to go. Wait, invite me. I'll bring Henry. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Maybe we can just get rid of both of them at the same time. But, I uh, freaking. <laughs> no, don't get rid of Henry. Well, all right. Well. Okay. So. <laughs> But Maybe Henry's not Henry. actually like really nice. I like him around. He feels like he's like protecting me in a way, but he also like breaks stuff. So he's like a bad sibling or just a regular sibling, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, cool. Um, I guess you probably got to head out. So I'll, uh, I'll leave you be I for the night. Do. It's it has been a uh, set. Unfortunately, I would yeah. love to stay and talk about ghosts and aliens. I have 
so much more to that yeah. I could talk about. I could talk about for hours. And you know what's really funny? Okay, one last thing. So <laughs> what was really funny is that my friends were making fun of me recently because I'll do that. Like I had made this new friend and like they sat down at the bar and we were seeing um, a friend show um, that was playing at the Golden Tiki. And um, he sits down and he's like, hey, how are you doing? And before he could even like sit in his bar stool, I was like, do you believe in ghosts? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. like, all my friends have been making fun of me because I'm like that one friend. And that's yeah. why when you were like, I'm going to interview I'm interview you i'm like i'm weird like i'll talk about <laughs> and aliens for an hour yeah. but yeah um it was really really great talking with you and i'm sure, sure i'll see you at the studio and we can talk more about aliens and ghosts oh yeah so we'll do a part two just about like weird <gasps> paranormal stuff i would that? love to do that okay yes. cool cool sounds good um well cool yeah thanks everybody for listening uh malia thanks so much i really appreciate it and um yeah we'll, we'll talk to you soon good luck with your yeah. uh, set tonight Thank you. Bye. All right. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you're still here. Hope you liked the episode. Um, it was great, you know, to get to to know Malia a little bit better. Um, our interactions have been pretty, pretty slight thus far. We're usually in here in the studio at different times. So it was good to be able to get to sit and chat with her and get a little, little bit to and get to know her a little bit better uh, on a personal level. It was great. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Before I let you go, make sure to head over to simpleequationsmedia.com. Reach out to Simple Equations on all the social medias. Just search. You'll find it. Also, make sure to head over to the Dreaming NF Minor Facebook and Instagram, both at Dreaming NF Minor. As I alluded to in the intro, there's a lot of big things coming. Um, Super, super excited uh, to... Big announcement coming next week. We'll just say that. We'll say that. We'll keep it at that. But, um, yeah, thank you guys so much again for listening. I love you very much. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.